All right, folks, what's going on? Another episode of Call Me Ignorant out here. Steven Ignoramus is my name. I'm sure you know. You can follow me at JRNormus over there on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. We got Matt Christensen on the program today. He is the co-host of the Matt and Blonde Show, uh, formerly Beauty and the Beta, YouTuber and podcaster talking politics and culture from the re refuge of a wilderness fortress. He was on the show a long time ago, back in 2020, which was one of the big news years of our life. So I'm excited to talk to him about the future, what he's learned since then. So thank you for coming on the show, Matt. Thanks for having me back. Glad to be here. Yeah. It's cool, man. You've been, uh, looks like you've been busy. I know you've got a, you know, your, your family has expanded. Uh, uh, since, yeah. You know, yeah. So that's congratulations on that. Um, I guess since the last time I was on married and two kids now. Yeah. So that has that been is quite a lot amazing. of development. Yeah. I love to hear that, man. Praise God. So, um, you know what I, you know, we're going to talk for a little bit. I basically want to talk about the, the past and the future today. I mean, you know, like I said, you're on the show in 2020 and I think we talked about kind of the, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse stuff and some COVID and things like that. But why don't you just tell us, um, you know, a little bit about your background and kind of what you've learned or how you've changed other than the obvious, uh, your family, man, how, what have you learned and update us since, uh, 2020 a long time ago? Oh, Okay, so just since 2020, I was going to say that's a big question. But yeah. you're talking about just since then. Um, well, I, I would say that the lessons are kind of ominous, unfortunately. I think one of the big things I keep talking about is whether the principle of Hanlon's razor applies. The idea that, well, uh, you should be charitable and in, in understanding your opponents and think that what can be explained by stupidity should be you shouldn't assume malice. I don't know, man, like almost everything is malice. How, how much patience do I have to have over the last couple of years? Last time we talked was 2020. It's like, okay, I know that everyone's very afraid of this virus, but eventually we have to chill out here. Here we are three years later, and I know we're not, you know, the, the vaccine mandate stuff has faded. The masks are gone. But a lot of the coercion attempts, trust me, we're going to get plenty of that this year. Mm. So... Unfortunately for me, as someone who wants to believe other people are uh, good in their intentions or honest in their intentions, it's very hard to believe that these days. And that makes it very hard to maintain a positive outlook and a happy attitude, too. But I think that's incumbent on all of us. You know, if I speaking of family and kids, like if I if I have a, uh, a doomsday attitude all the time, that's not necessarily building the best future for them either. But. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I guess um, if I if I had to characterize my attitude change since then, it's just a lot more cynical, unfortunately. Mm, yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. I mean, I've been pl playing with this little idea for years, and I call it the uh, the evil, lying, and retarded uh, Venn diagram. And my ah, thoughts yeah. have shifted on. You know, it's basically become basically all evil at this point. I mean, but they work hand in hand. Like I've considered that someone, you know, someone like AOC is basically right at the center of that. Like she is <laughs> equal parts evil, lying and retarded. So, oh, yeah, fair. I mean, it's the you know, definitely the future is is pretty cynical. Um, and I think there's, you know, white being white pilled is kind of a choice. You know, being black pilled is also a choice. But, you know, one thing just I, want, I had in my notes to talk to you about, like, how do you feel? I mean, I, it's a simple like how. How do you feel about like Fed posting and accelerationism and people, you know, I got arrested by the FBI um, after January 6th and, you know, I'm still kind of dealing with the fallout from that. I was there as a live streamer, not really as a, as a protester. Arrested, but not charged. I'm, I oh, never I was charged. No, no, well, I got charged. charged. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, so I, catch me up on how all that, what, what happened? Did you actually, what kind of penalty did you face? What they get you on? 
Well, I mean, unfortunately, in some ways, I did take a plea deal. I got charged with three different uh, misdemeanors. They, they, uh, and I got charged pretty early on. I mean, a lot of people fought it um, for for a time, and I saw people getting the book thrown at them. And I just basically uh, pled guilty to the charge that I was. I felt that I was, you know, relatively guilty of like picking. Parading, and I was like, I looked at parading. I was like, I technically was like walking around, um, marching too enthusiastic, yeah, marching, mar- enth- okay. yeah. And so I was basically telling like you know racist jokes and stuff like that in the in the Capitol. Is it, it was a crazy day, um, but I did. <laughs> well, three I'm weeks. sure that's an aggravating I, yeah. factor on the charge. Yes. Said oh, the n word while parading. Dude, they had my the transcript of what I was saying in in like Zoom court. I did three weekends in jail for it. Um, and that they, was they allow year. you to break it up that way, just like weekend stints they made me yeah i wanted to do it all in one stint they made me do weekends even though i don't work on the weekends um and so my my thoughts have shifted a lot since then on just the whole idea of like what does protesting do especially for the right you know protesting is we're not the right wing is not very successful at that but how do you feel about um just protesting and you know making your voice heard as as a right winger do you think it's a, a viable do you think it's effective do you think that that's a a way of seeking power or, or or gaining power by the right wing what's your whole thoughts on just protesting well yeah i would say necessary but not sufficient mm. Uh, a lot of the the progressive power that has been accumulated in politics and in culture, I think it's just because a lot of us passively allow it to happen. And I exclude my, or I include rather myself in that mm-hmm. uh, because so the, I mean, the, the one example that I was talking about with the birth of my son, they made us go see a pediatrician. And this was not a pediatrician I chose, but the pediatrician they made us see. And this pediatrician came in. With she, her, a she, her lanyard. Oh, man. And a, a trans pride flag pin. And I only saw this pediatrician for 10, 15 minutes. We got out of there. That pediatrician's never going to see my kid again. So it doesn't matter much, but I was kicking myself afterward because I, in the moment, I opted to just roll my eyes and get through it. And I did not challenge that lady and say, listen, you're not going to come in here and confront my family with transgender propaganda first and foremost that it didn't really matter she didn't do anything to my son i'll never see her again but in when i thought about it after the fact that's exactly what i thought about was i had an opportunity there i didn't it's not like i'm gonna punch her in the face or (laughs) do anything crazy but i had an opportunity there to challenge the advancement of this ideology in my community and i dropped the ball and i know that if that happens again uh, with my sons or in any other context in my community, I need to take that opportunity not to like be a dick or make a big, a big show of it, but just to challenge that person and say, you know, I, I don't appreciate that you're confronting my family with this sort of stuff. We can just get people thinking twice before they push that sort of nonsense on people. I think that's a huge deal. Now is there's another side to that. And, and on my Sunday show, my co-host blonde, I mean, she, when I talked about this, she said, uh, well, no, you would have been idiotic to, to make a point of it because those are the people who will call CPS and they'll come mm. kick down your door and it'll be a big problem. Wow. That's why, and maybe she's right. I don't know. In this state, I'm in Montana. I don't, I think it's a pretty friendly state. I don't think that would happen, but you never know. Just you get on the wrong side of the wrong person. Yeah. Um, so th- that that's why I say necessary, but not sufficient because yeah, I, I think it's good to challenge these people. It's good to protest. It's good to be appropriately confrontational in that way. But you need to be prepared for when they come to kick down your door too. And yeah. and and I 
I certainly, it's not just that I believe these people will, but there are all sorts of people. How, how many people are, are raided by feds all the time, even in the context? I don't know how they treated you for your January 6th uh, uh, arrest, how that all went down. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of people who are being confronted with this stuff. And yeah, that would be my answer. I, I, I think it matters, but um, you better be prepared for when they challenge you physically, which I think mm. is going to be increasing. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, I mean, this is a couple of years ago. I'm sure you covered it on your show, but I, the 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 um, the biggest case that I can think of like that is what there's the guy that the the mom wanted the kid to be trans and the dad didn't want it, and they the judge ruled with the mom. Is it James Younger or something like that in Texas? I've heard of Younger's case, and there are yeah. some other cases like that. And I know in California, I don't know if that law passed. I think it might have failed. But okay. in California, they were trying to make it the case that that the judge has to award child custody to the gender affirming parent. Yo. So it's not even judge discretion. Like you might get a good, in case your dad hoping for a friendly judge on the, the child transing thing, the state of California would prevent that judge and say, if mom affirms gender, (laughs) kid goes to mom. End of story. That's total Fed post territory. That is where it gets really sticky. I mean, what it's like, what I don't have, I don't have kids or anything, but I have to think about what I, am I willing to do at, at that point? It becomes almost past words where, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to entrap you into like saying it's something. Like speaking of Fed post, yeah, yeah. I'm just an honest guy. You know, so many people have called me a Fed. I'm just trying to get to the truth, but yeah, well, that they, means you're you doing know, it right. You know, yeah, I mean, they, we've, we've had some accusations here and there yeah. too, but, uh, but I've, I've had those thoughts too, where thankfully I, I, I believe I picked the right woman to marry mm-hmm. and build a family with, but we've talked about this. Like what, what would I do if she one day decided to be crazy, took my sons and not only took them away from me, but decided that they are actually my daughters and started interfering with them physically in that way. Hmm. I, I, again, to be as um, community <laughs> guidelines friendly as possible. Yeah. I do believe that that is a situation that is beyond words. Uh, yeah. I, and, and these guys that are going through it, I don't know how they do. I'm sure each yeah. guy processes that differently, but um, yeah, that, that, that's the kind of stuff that's beyond uh, reasonable conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. Certainly on YouTube. What's your, uh, what's your thoughts on the 2024 election? I mean, do you back Trump? Do you back someone else? Like what do you, what are your thoughts um, on the whole 2024 thing? Yeah. I mean, I've always been, I, I guess like one foot in the Trump camp, but it's mostly mm-hmm. emotional. And I acknowledge that mm. the Trump presidency. There are some things that I really liked. There are some things that I really didn't. Uh, specifically, I thought the thing that he, the stuff he did with uh, with bump stocks was terrible. Uh, you know, he there's a lot of criticism to go around for what he said he would do with the border, but didn't, even though it was certainly better then than it is now. That sort of stuff. Yeah. So it's it's not like I I say that I'm in the Trump camp pointing to a specific policy, and I I acknowledge it's a weakness in my own case. I just want to see the end of the show, man. I, hmm. I know that's not a good reason to support a candidate, but it's like. And the delusion is thinking any guy you put in there is going to save the day. This whole mm. thing is such a disaster. I, there's no guy you can put in the White House that is going to convince the rest of D.C. to relinquish its power, return it back to the states and and undo that swamp, to borrow his words. So I'm not under some delusion that he's going to go in there and reform D.C. into some smaller power center than it currently is. I just know that that Trump is 
a TV show or a movie and we got like the cliffhanger or the season ending and it's not over yet. And I Mm. want this show to have its proper conclusion. And I know all the DeSantis people are now there are DeSantis people. Those people are real. I'm, I'm not, I don't believe in Haley supporters. That that is that the, that's Where? a psyop. They're not yeah. real. They don't exist. Yeah. The DeSantis people would come back and say, "Well, look at Ron DeSantis. Is look at the way he governed Florida. I uh, did a overall great job." And I don't really disagree with that. It seems like he did do a pretty good job. Uh, he's just not the end of the movie. That's mm. all I can say. And so true. I know, I know it's dumb. It's like I'm I'm, I'm trying to make a rational case for things in every other context. So I know it's dumb and it's sort of out of character but i have to see the end of the movie and that's all this is it's all nonsense silly movie entertainment so i embrace it and that's why i want to see them back in there but yeah yeah will they let is the is the system is the system going to let him back in there there's no way in hell dude that's what i want to see for 2024 the the virus was 2020 last time we talked what is it this time aliens super volcano what like what's coming (laughs) it's going to be an emergency yeah, the bingo card, the bingo card tour for 2024. Who knows? Like, like shred it, burn it. Who knows? But there's there's Can't something wait. coming. And I uh, I get what you're saying. Um, you know, insert. It's like insert famous movie trilogy, like Return of the King, Return yeah. of the Jedi. It's yeah. I mean, I think the only thing I will disagree on is that I think that there is, um, there someone being the guy is an argument. Sometimes so. there's just the yeah. Sometimes they're just the guy. I mean, because fiction is based on reality. I mean, that's what archetypes are. They're you know they are what they are. But I think that it's maybe not as strong as an argument of you know the ideology being in place and the policy and everything else. But he's just the guy for the moment. I mean, in some ways, I like Vivek Ramaswamy more than Trump. But he's not the guy. Trump is to me the rightful king of America. I want to see the redemption arc. I want to see the you know uh, everyone get thrown in Guantanamo. I want Tom Hanks and Ellen DeGeneres to be like eaten by alligators and sharks in a moat somewhere. Um, so I, I get it. I totally get how it seems like it's not an argument. Maybe it's not, but it's it's just he's the guy and um, DeSantis is just an unimpressive dweeb. You know. Well, DeSantis, so, I. As so, again, you know, before the DeSantis fans come after me, because they, they, he does have some pretty enthusiastic people. It's like I don't have hate for the guy, uh, as at least in a policy way. A lot of his presentation is kind of cringe to me, but <laughs> this this really might have been a major fumble for his political career. And mm-hmm. and if it doesn't work out for him in Iowa, really, if it doesn't work out for him in Iowa, he should probably get out of here if he wants to salvage his political future. I think he made an, a bad calculation that Trump was more vulnerable uh, than he actually is, and that bet was wrong. And I think the quicker that he acknowledges that bet is wrong, the the better chance he has to come back in a 2028 or a 2032 or whatever. Yeah. People are talking about every once in a while. I mean, I always see people characterize the the race now because on on Wednesday I think is the next debate and they've just announced it's only going to be DeSantis and Haley which means I'm not watching that <laughs> a few people will but they say oh it's just the race for vice president I, I don't think there's any way that Trump is picking DeSantis for anything Yeah, not just vice president but I don't think he's in that cabinet at all yeah. uh, Haley of course already was I don't know if she'll be back but almost everything that comes out of Haley's mouth is is shockingly bad so if, if trump <laughs> picks Haley for anything i know he already did but if he picks her again like that's uh that's a major failure i would say yeah probably a major but, failure in the first place but don't repeat that mistake 
Absolutely. I mean, just the fact that she's a woman alone. I mean, but and also a neocon. He's still calling her bird brain. You know, I hope that that Trump's better on his staffing if he wins again. That was one of, to me one of the big fails of his first presidency. But I have just this vision of him just picking, you know, just a, like 10,000 redneck, you know, Trump you know, crazy people from Texas to be in his cabinet probably won't happen. But well, I, you know, the, 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 the biggest Trump fans, that's what, that's what they say. Like he doesn't have to worry about reelection. He's going scorched earth. Mm. I'd like I to so. believe that I, I, it probably won't happen. First of yeah. all, him getting in there and there not being a civil war, I think is <laughs> his fantasy thinking. Unfortunately, it's going to, yeah. it's just not going to happen uh, at least easily like that. But if he, if he did, I don't know that he would he would even metaphorically burn the whole place down. I'd like to see it, though, if that's part of the show. Just instead of picking that sort of, uh, I don't know, quote-unquote quote, quote, establishment people, just pick, for the sake of the laughs, remarkably unqualified, reactionary, uh, <laughs> yeah. just ridiculous people to, to make moves on an impulse and see yes. how it goes. Can't get yes. much worse. Yeah, just, cannot. Yeah. <laughs> if you uh, were offered a job in the administration, would you take it? Uh, I guess it depends on the job. Mm. Um, can I be like uh, alphabet agency delete key hitter? That that would be my preferred job. What are those yeah. like? What was that Homer Simpson bit in the old Simpsons where he had that pecking bird that just hit the key? Yeah, the just, and then one day what goes wrong? Yeah, I, I just want to be that for all yeah. the agencies. Delete, delete, delete. That would be yeah. the best job. I think. Uh. Do you, uh, what, what agencies would you keep around? Like, what, do, what is your like proper role for the federal government? I mean, you know, are you kind of more of a minarchist, just like, you know, national defense border and stuff like that? What's your, pretty much, what would yeah, you keep I, around? Yeah. I think the role of the federal government is collective defense of the states, mm. international representation, that sort of thing, and mm. managing disputes between the states. Yeah. Which mean, and, and all of that includes obviously, military and defense of the country as a whole border enforcement that sort of stuff as far as uh this massive uh just the massive pile of social services and departments to manage this area of the economy and that area not only is most of that stuff unconstitutional it's completely unnecessary it, it, it is actually counterproductive it inhibits progress it inhibits uh, you know, just the, the the states and the people building better things for themselves. And of course, the more we federalize everything, the less consent you actually have. I mean, if you want to be in California and you want to, you believe in this sort of communistic vision of government where the government takes care of you in every single way. I'm, I'm more sympathetic to that if that's up to the people of California and the people who disagree there are able to leave and come to a state like mine where we're not necessarily inclined that way. And that that way you'd have a, a way to opt out of their tax structure, out of their silly social programs that don't actually help you. If, if I had to pick between a, a federal government that's way too big or allowing the states to experiment with big government themselves, of course I, I would prefer the states do that, even if they want to go full commie with their, I don't know, pr government providing everything, gun bans, speech bans, whatever. Uh, reduce the federal government to like five to 10% of what it's currently doing. And it's probably a better federal government. Mm. What, what do you think about, um, you know, not, I don't want to say like a contradiction necessarily, but you know, freedom is not in my opinion, a good in and of itself. I mean, it's, it's lower risk 
right? If, if people are allowed to choose for themselves, it's lower risk. You know, if you have the government or a, a centralized entity deciding what's right and wrong, it is high risk. I mean, I'm more of a fan of that. I mean, I'm pretty authoritarian now, but what, how do you balance in your worldview? You know, if you got a bunch of people that are clearly doing the wrong thing and do you just let that come out in the wash? Do you, you know, decide based on who else it affects like how do you because that's been my problem with you know the constitution or all kinds of uh forms of government that are based on consent or choice i mean you can consent or choose or are free to do the wrong thing what do you feel about that i i I think that you are not off in in your critique i I would point i think it's the james john adams quote right that our constitution is meant for a moral and religious people yeah and this is exactly why i've been on that journey myself for the last couple of years that's another change since we last spoke in 2020 i was i wouldn't have called myself an atheist um but prior like up to that point and prior more of an agnostic like thinking these questions are sort of unknowable and so it's not necessarily worth my time to investigate Mm -hmm. but you're exactly right that freedom is not necessarily and it doesn't have inherent value for its own sake I think that the the limitations we place on government are just to make sure that they're to, they're to respect the rights of the individual to make those choices for themselves. But that's not to say that all choices are equally valid, equally correct. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of the um, the shortcomings of libertarianism, I think, uh, really come out. And mm-hmm. the sort of libertarianism that treats all decisions or all behaviors or all choices as equally valid lacks a moral core. And that's really what I think John Adams was talking about. I I don't want the government to tell me the right way to live or to enforce the right way to live upon me, but I need something to tell that to me. Mm -hmm. There's got to be some guide. There's got to be some sense to this world. I don't think the people in DC have ownership over that, but someone does. And that's why I've been on this journey is like, clearly when we look at the natural world, there are all sorts of rules about it. Like you jump off a cliff, you're going to fall to the ground and die. You know, there, there are all kind of all sorts of physical rules like that. I think the same applies to the moral rules of the world. Like if you, if you shoot a guy in cold blood, you're going to feel bad about that. Why? What, what, what is causing that in you? There are objective rights and objective wrongs. Who put those in place or what put those in place? If you don't live a life that is oriented around respect for those rules, yeah, there's not a lot of value to that. You're just kind of aimless. You're wandering in the forest without a map. Doesn't yeah. really make sense. Yeah. And so my answer there is is not to look to government to enforce the quote unquote right way to live on me, but one way or another to return people to God. And I use that in a very broad sense to mean like the natural rules of the world. I'm not mm-hmm. uh you know, I've been doing this Bible study for the last couple of years now. So I guess yeah. the, the joke that people make for me is I'm Matt almost Christensen. That's kind of where I've been for like <laughs> the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, and I've, I've found it to be really valuable, but that's the thing. Like you need a map for that forest. Is it the government or is it God? And 10 out of 10 times I'm going to pick God. Now to give your position as much credit as possible, maybe they're not mutually exclusive. Like maybe the marriage of God and government is more possible than, um, than I'm giving it credit for. I just think that, that to the extent men are imperfect and fallible, that, that when you give men godlike power, 
that they abuse it. And so I want to make sure that that it's harder for men to assume that role, not easier. But that is not to say that it's with any sort of uh, disrespect for the rules of the universe. Those those were, I mean, yeah, we're, like we we're talking about earlier with uh, turning boys into girls and and turning everything upside down. Like we're socially, we are living a life that is that is disrespectful of the natural rules of the world. And so one way or another, we got to get back to that. Wow. I just, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I would hope it's like street preaching, you know, like trying to convince people. But yeah. to your point, um, you know, we've tried like swords and whips in the past too. <laughs> um, I, there you go. Every day, I'm like, I, I don't want swords and whips. Um, yeah. But like, sometimes they work. I guess. I yeah. Don't know. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good answer, man. Yeah, I mean, I and like I've one of the reasons I've um, changed my views on God and government um, is just reading the Bible. I mean, it says in the Bible that that government is is God's instrument to punish evil and to to praise goodness, basically. And of course, people are imperfect. Also says in the Bible that, uh, you know, a king, it says in Deuteronomy that the job of a king is to basically be in the scripture every day so he can be you can determine that and i think that the 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 king is basically just ruler i mean back then it was kings now it's a president i mean that's why i call trump the king of america just like you know putin's not called the king but he's totally the king you know he there's there's a guy so that's that's why i changed uh changed my views on it um and that's cool i was gonna ask you about the bible study man so you you would not say you're you're a christian now um even though you do a bible study i think people get mad at me for like hesitating to to make that declaration which I get, you know, mm. every once in a while, people are like, come on, just, just say it. Just yeah. Jesus Christ is your Lord and savior. Just say it. <laughs> yeah. And you know how I am. Like, I don't, I don't like to be told what to do. So there's a part of me that kind of gets irritated with that, but I understand, I understand why people want me to just say it. And the, the thing I try to explain to people when they do want me to just say it is it's not because of like a, um, I don't know, like a fear or a hesitation. The thing is, to me, that is such a, a, a definitive statement to make and such an important statement to make that I need to know exactly why I'm saying it. I don't mm-hmm. want to say it just to like fit in yeah. or just to get the approval of others. It's very important when I say something like that that I know exactly why. Mm-hmm. And today, I don't know that I know exactly why, but if you think about your concept of God and you think about your faith as sort of a... It's almost like one of those 3D images or just like a blurry picture. You can sort of see the image in your mind, if not for the details. And slowly you're focusing over time and eventually you can see that picture. And I feel like I'm I'm part of the way there. I don't know if it's 25%. I don't know if it's 50%. But there is order to this world. Yeah. Someone created that order. I want to know who that is and how. And, and I can see that blurry image in its existence. I just, it's like the, the lens is a little off and I'm still focusing it. And that's why I keep doing the Bible study. It's like, we're, we've done it for, we, we've done kind of two seasons. We did John's gospels uh, for the first year. And now we, this time in season two, as I call it, you know, it's like a TV show or something, but season two of Bible study is uh, we started with Genesis and now we're in Acts. And even though there are a lot of things that I don't understand and there are a lot of questions I have on a weekly basis, there's something about it that just compels me to keep coming back. If I didn't find value in this, I would have stopped last year and been like, that, that was dumb and a waste of time and that had no value to me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, that, to, to 
answer your answer your question in a long-winded way. It's it's out of respect for that statement that I hesitate to make it, not because I have like some profound doubt about it or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and I, I I think the trajectory is there. You know, cool. like talk to me again, 2028 pre-election, and <laughs> I'll be like, uh, I should have I should have praised Jesus more forcefully. Yeah. Four years ago is probably how that'll go. Wow. Well, that's a that's a great answer, man. I I'll actually be be praying for you, man. I'll add you to my prayer list because I, I want to see that. you come come to Christ for sure. And that's you know I, I firmly believe. I mean, if you as as a Christian, you know, you believe uh, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And I I believe that if someone is seeking the truth, they'll find Christ. So that's uh, that's beautiful, man. You know, last thing before I get you to plug your stuff, wanted to ask about Tenant Media. I don't know if you got if you're still working with them or whatever, but I was at America Fest and they shoved Tenant Media so far in the corner that of the of the media row, and I was like, dang, they did them dirty. So are you still involved with them? Like they got what's shafted? What's, uh, no, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely involved. Okay. And I, I'm excited for the project. Um, yeah. And so my my short videos are over there exclusively. I do two of those a week. Okay. I've got a new Wednesday night show called the Matt Christensen Hour over there. Yeah. And, you know, um, it, it, I think that it's tough to build anything from zero. You know, like we're building it from nothing. Mm-hmm. And so you know, a lot of people in my chat have been like, oh, man, you need to stop. It, it, it hasn't uh, it hasn't achieved this. It it's hasn't like achieved three that. months, <laughs> like two yeah. months. Right. Yeah, it's uh, that was the plan. You know, that was the plan to, was to start from scratch. And um, and so I'm really excited for it. One thing I worry about in, you know, in 2024 and how all this stuff will go like. I, it, it's just harder for them to delete us if we have some cooperation in this way. Yeah. And I don't, I, I'm going to do everything I can to make Tenet successful. I really hope it is a, a project that lasts for the rest of my life, frankly. I think it'd be awesome. Cool. Um, if it doesn't, of course, I still have my presence elsewhere and I'll go mm-hmm. right back to it. And the, th- the thing I'll say about Tenet too is, is, um, is that uh, they have been the, the exact sort of operation that I've hoped for or thought I'd like to be involved with in a long time, which is to say they just want to host my stuff and they're not interested in policing what I say or telling me what to say. Mm-hmm. I think another um, thing that is tough for people, and I, I totally get why. Here I am talking about all like people's hesitation about it. It's It's been awesome. I don't want to sound negative, but you know, it, it is a group project, obviously. There are five other people posting there. And you know, some people like this guy, but not that guy. And that applies to me too. And I get that. That's kind of, uh, that's kind of the, 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 if you, if you want to subscribe to one person and then your feed has a a whole bunch of other people that you didn't necessarily want to subscribe to, you got to figure out ways around that. So I totally understand that, but, uh, but, but absolutely nobody there has been trying to influence what I say or telling me what to do. Hmm. And really that's, that's kind of all that matters for me is like, can we just sort of work together for mutual benefit and not try to control each other? And, and that, that's, that's why tenant has been so great for me. And I really appreciate what they've done is it's just like, Hey, we like your stuff. We want to figure out a way to host it. Are you in? Yeah, I'm in. And uh, great. Get to work and send us the stuff when you're done. Cool. Yeah. That's pretty much how it's gone. And gotcha, so, man. so I, I will be doing it, um, you know, as long as, as long as they want to keep operating. Um, and for now I don't have any indicators that that's going to stop. So we're just going to keep building it. 
Very cool. All right, man. Well, yeah, that was a, that was a good talk with you, man. Tell us where to find you. It was, it was awesome uh, touching base, and uh, hopefully, I see you. You know, before you know, three or four years go by or whatever. But yeah, um, yeah it's great conversation. How can we find you out there on the internet? Uh, yeah, you can find all my stuff at mattchristensenmedia.com. Uh, Christian like the religion S E N Matt Christiansonmedia.com. I don't know if you're aware, but uh, one uh, because my last name is long and hard to spell, and then therefore my URL is long and hard to spell. A while back, I think it was during Pride Month this last summer, PayPal or no, not PayPal, GoDaddy announced that they were going to allow dot gay website <laughs> domains. So I was like thinking of all the funniest dot gay <laughs> domains you could have, and so someone bought. Matt is dot gay to simplify my URL. So if you want to find my stuff, you just go to Matt is dot gay. That's hilarious. I had and, no uh, idea about that. That's funny. I, I've really just leaned into it because it's so easy. Yeah. It's so much easier than Matt Christensen media.com. Matt is dot gay. <laughs> I promise you it's not gay porn or something like that. It's a legit website with my political commentary. All right. Well, I'll, I'll definitely. Do, that's awesome. That's well, yeah, that's definitely gay, but in, in a good way, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I'll definitely be uh, directing people to your uh, content out there in the links below. Uh, this has been Call Me Ignorant. Uh, Matt Christensen on the show, one half of the Matt and Blonde uh, show. Uh, check him out, I believe, on Sunday nights. Uh, does all kinds of things, hoax, hate. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess we're going to talk in a second about me winning this awesome hydroponic setup. Um, just a little oh, dig. Hopefully. I've, I haven't done the drawing yet. But you are in the, I have like 30 chats. So you you have like a 3% chance of winning it. All right, cool. They got yeah. stuff that ballot, do it the Democrat way. All right, <laughs> <laughs> cool. Matt Christians and everybody hit the like button, whatever, share this out there and I'll see you guys next time. Well, thank you so much for checking out the content today. I really hope that you enjoyed it. If you want to see more of this stuff, you can go over to my link tree and follow all of the different places where you can do my uh, social media and the different places I stream. That's linktr.ee forward slash ignoramus media. The top links are Rumble, Odyssey, and my two YouTube channels. I stream 10 a.m. Eastern every single weekday. Usually try to have one or two uh, cool guests per week. But yeah, Ignoramus streams on YouTube, Ignoramus videos on YouTube for streams and videos, Odyssey and Rumble, and the main spot, like I said before, is the Rumble. So if you search Ignoramus over there on Rumble, rumble.com forward slash user forward slash Ignoramus. If anything ever happens as far as censorship, you can always find me on, on Rumble. But once again, the Daily Ignoramus is 10 a.m. Eastern time every single weekday. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you around.